0: Used to be, I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents.
1: Hey people hello hello and happy day to you it's definitely um, a happy day for me because I'm still here (laughs) I'm still on post doing what um, has to be done you know what I realized last week that I have been forgetting to even mention my favorite pastime uh, that i've been sharing with my listeners for some time, and that 's uh my tea drinking um pleasures <laughs> i I have been having tea or cocoa or something um with me, but I have just been jumping in there and forgetting all about it, and that used to be such a a nice you know part of what what we did and so I wanted to tell you tonight before I got carried away that I am sipping tea in the midst of this cold, chilling weather that we're having over here. I believe we were in the teens today. I think it dropped to, I don't know, somewhere around 17, 19 or something like that. Um, And we've been having weather off and on like that. So tonight I have me some homemade lemon juice tea. I just... Got a, a lemon and I cut it in half and I squeezed some lemon juice in there and boiled me some hot water, sweetened it with some stevia, and I'm good to go. Hey, okay. I try to be comfortable when I'm chatting. So I'm inviting you to have your, your beverage. Um, if you don't have it already, get it on the break. Okay. Gets you a cup of tea or um, something, something warm and and cozy, um, and and join me. I love sipping tea with people who love sipping tea. <laughs> All right, so um, this is me. I'm with you again, and we've been t- talking uh, for the last few weeks about being anchored. Um, we we were so happy to have something to talk about and something to share and uh, we've done what this is our third week uh, on being anchored and and needing something to be anchored in because of the things that are going on in the world the things that might be going on even in your own life that could be taking you for a spin could be turning your head upside down and could have you confused and and um, feeling hopeless and feeling like, um, you know, what's the use and what's the point and all, all of those things. Um, I tried to look at some of the major things that are happening in the news uh, when I cover certain topics. I don't always do that, but um, I was doing that last week. And one of the places that I started talking about and didn't get to finish talking about was the R. Kelly documentary series. Um, and I didn't, didn't actually hear too much about that this week. So the, the uh, interest in it may be dying down, I don't know for sure, or maybe the media has just gotten tired of covering it. But I tell you what, the devastation caused by the uh, types of situations that were described in that documentary, um, it has not died down. That is a real. That is a a reality that um, many are facing each and every day. Before I jump into that, though, let me back up a little bit and let me say this. Um, my cousin, one of my cousins, texted me um, a few days ago, and she asked me, "Was I going to be talking about uh, Martin Luther King?" Um, the holiday today on my on my show and I told her that I might mention him but um he wasn't going to be the topic of my show because I already knew um where I left off last week and so um she she reminded me of the significance of this holiday just by texting me about it so I do want to stop and pause for a moment and say that in the U.S. um we celebrate and we separate this day to honor martin luther king jr um who was a reverend he was a minister he was a pastor um who is 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 well known for fighting uh against the evil of racism in in his day in his time um Uh, He fought for civil rights, equal rights for African-Americans. He didn't do that by himself. He was the uh, face of that movement and he was the leader of that movement, but he did have many uh, who stood with him, uh, lay people, if you will, uh, people from the community, um, even um, some well-known actors and actresses, some uh, even uh, uh, churches, um, not just African-American churches, but other churches, began to stand with him. Uh, even white white people, or, or some would say Caucasian, you don't hear that term too often anymore, um, w- stood with him. And so it was a, a viciously, uh, seriously uh, impactful battle for equal rights. Um, for African-Americans. Many were off work for the holiday um, today. Um, This had nothing to do with the the partial government shutdown. It's just a part of the celebration, part of the uh, time to give honor. Um, What else could I say about that? Um, It's a day not just to, I don't think just to recall Martin Luther King, but to also remember The evils of racism, um, the evils of respect of persons, because that's how I like to classify racism is having respect of persons, respecting one group of people over another group of people, which the Bible clearly tells us not to do, not to have respect of persons, not to say to the low, to the person who's lowly or who is not dressed well or who is you know, not rich or not um, white or uh, not whatever the category you want to put them in, Uh, not to say to that person, you sit down here or you bow down here or you remain here, you know, because you don't belong here. Um, And and to elevate yourself above that person, Um, the Bible calls that respect of persons, now of course of course there is many other facets that are a part of that and that is hatred for god you know hatred for god um racism involves hatred for god because you can't say that you love god whom you've never seen but you don't love your brother your brothers your sisters and brothers um we're all part of the same human race so those that um Those that are angry with Christianity, even because, you know, um, Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists and evil men in general just decided that they were Christians and racist at the same time. I'm sorry to tell you, but those two don't fit. (laughs) That's a lie from the pits of hell. You can't be Christian and racist at the same time. They don't fit together. You know, because God is love, and he's the one who said to do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. So this is the time also to consider the evils that were happening during those times in the 60s, um, early 60s, late 50s. My goodness, the evils that were happening, that any human being could do those things to another human being only confirms what the Bible says about us living in a fallen world, um, about sin, about how sin is a reproach to any nation or to any people, okay? Um, these people, Martin Luther King and those that stood with him, they had to fight hard, literally fight hard. Some of them gave their lives. He gave his life to that movement in an an effort to overcome the evil of that, that day. It wasn't just politics. It was evil. It was pure evil. Okay? He gave his life to fight for this cause, for that cause, and this was indeed an honorable thing to do. Um. What I would like to say, along with that, uh, well, before I do that, let me just say, just in case my cuz is listening, <laughs> that I got that out for you, cuz, okay, just in case you're listening, um, if you're listening and you want to give me a call and say, hey, give me a call and say, hey, would be glad to hear your voice on the air. All right, dear? Okay, so with that being said, I am going to say this, that there was another man in history, uh, much long before Martin Luther King came along. Um, One who Martin Luther King reverenced, because Martin Luther King was a minister, and if I remember, remember correctly, he was a Baptist minister, but there was a man by the name of Jesus Christ, who also gave his life, not only for racism, but for the evils and the ills that sin causes
0: has the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
2: Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The Story of Me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page, amazon.com. Any of the major bookstores. The story of me. Thank
3: God I am free. I am free.
0: Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones.
1: All right, people. This is Minister Diane, and I am still talking about being anchored tonight. I took a moment to (laughs) <laughs> excuse me to give respect to uh the holiday today um talking about mlk martin luther king jr and the cause that he fought for and those that fought with him but um i i i stopped that i ended that point um taking you into another point and that is um, giving honor to someone who was even greater than Reverend Martin Luther King, someone the one that we actually need to be anchored in, because what Martin Luther King did was just um, a drop in the bucket, so to speak. It was just uh, he he made a dent in in uh, the race issues in in this country, but the racist issues still exist. I mean, we have continued to have racism and um uh, issues riots um you name it in in baltimore in um you know i i could i could name some other situations uh just here in the last few years volatile situations because of race issues um the trayvon martin situation um uh, i can't remember the other young man's name i think it was freddie something um and I don't... What's that? Gray. Uh, Gray, thank you, honey. Um, That situation, um, even, uh, I noticed, even with the situation I started talking about last week with R. Kelly, um, for some reason, the people wanted to put emphasis on the fact that these abuses and these manipulations were occurring with Black women. Um, I mean, racism continues to be an issue. So what Martin Luther King did only put a, a small dent in the problem. But this man, Jesus, Joshua, uh, some call him Joshua, Yahshua, Jesus, Christ, the Messiah, he came so that he could conquer all sin, all sin, all rebellion against God, not just the race issue But lust issues, covetousness, uh, lying, adultery, committing adultery, fornication, stealing, addictions of every kind alcohol, drugs, sex, um, addictions of any kind, food. Um, He came against the host of hell. He came against Lucifer himself, who uh, fell from heaven, who rebelled against God, and is the father of rebellion. He's the, the father of lies and the leader of all forms of rebellion. And Jesus not only came against him, not only brought his kingdom here on earth, came against him, but he conquered him. He conquered hell so that no one has to go to hell. No one has to go to hell. Hell is a real place, but no one has to go there because the scriptures tell us that hell was not even created for mankind, that hell was created for Satan and his angels, okay? When they rebelled, well, Jesus conquered hell so that those who believe in him and follow him and put their trust in him and live for him don't have to go to hell. Okay. So he conquered hell. He conquered the grave, meaning that even if you die in Christ, you know, when people die, all of us are going to pass that way. uh, One day, unless of course, Jesus comes and some of us are raptured and we don't actually die a physical death. But even those who die in Christ, they will not stay in the grave. They will not remain dead physically. They will rise with him. They will immediately transfer from death to life. Our souls will live forever anyway, but those who have to go through the physical act of death will not remain dead. So he conquered hell, conquered the grave, conquered sin, so that we don't even have to be slaves to sin anymore, okay? If you are struggling with an addiction, if you are struggling with covetousness, you desire everything that you see, and you're jealous of people that have more than you, and you want, 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 and you're not fulfilled, you know, if you are, um, Cheating on your wife or cheating on your husband, or if you're in jail because, or you've gone to jail because for stealing or for fraud or things of that nature, you don't have to be in bondage to those things anymore. You can call on the name of Christ. You can repent, ask for forgiveness of your sins, and turn from those things. And by his power, And by his strength and by his Holy Spirit, you can actually overcome those issues as well. Okay. Whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. Even if you have been mistreated in this life, even if you are being mistreated now because of the color of your skin. Or because you do things with integrity, and other people become jealous of you, and therefore they persecute you, and come against you, or because you're different, you know, just because maybe you have a disability, or and you're different, or because you talk different, or you carry yourself different, or whatever your abuse may be, even if you've been raped, molested. Um, if you've been the victim of uh, porn or any uh, prostitution, you know anything any of those things that sin can can uh, cause destruction in our lives. You don't have to remain in bondage to those things because once you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, first. First of all he gives you a new life okay you you are born again once you repent of your sins you're baptized you feel with the holy ghost you're born again so he gives you a clean slate you get to start all over he washes your sins away he doesn't remember them anymore okay and if that so happens and, and you're in a in a situation where you can't physically be free or you can't, um, you know, maybe you're in a country where it's not safe to, to profess Christianity openly. Maybe you don't have those religious freedoms or maybe you're in a home where you have an abusive husband or something along those lines. You will still be free in your spirit. Your, your inner man, your spirit man will still be free. And God will begin to war on your behalf, and he'll begin to fight for you. And if he doesn't deliver you from the situation physically, once you uh, leave this earth, once your body passes through physical death, you will definitely be free with him in eternity forever. No bondage, no pain, no tears, no struggles, no suffering. So it's a win-win situation. This life, like I said last week, is but a vapor. It's it's a second in time compared to eternity. We're passing through this life. So we don't need to put all of our emphasis on this life only. But what we do in this life and who we do it for, that's what matters. Okay? You can be free. You can be free. So, I was supposed to, you know what? Oh, yeah. Let me see here. Let me go back to my notes. I tend to do that. I just get involved in what I'm doing. <laughs> and and I was saying something about, yeah, even if you've been mistreated because of the color of your skin, um, because you have integrity, people get jealous of you. Um, even if you've been used, abused, enticed into ungodly situations, you can be free from those things. Even if you yourself has been enticed, okay? And I thought about that word today as I was writing my notes because I thought about the fact, and I'm going to tie this, I'm going to tie this back into to the R Kelly documentary in a minute here um, but I want to talk about enticing you know that is one of the difficulties of being human <laughs> it's that it is easy for us to be enticed okay without Christ without having a foundation if you have not been taught right from wrong if you haven't been taught the word of God and what God is all about, then if you are like a sitting duck, it's so easy for you to be enticed. There is temptation everywhere you turn, okay? You can't, <laughs> you can't, you know, walk out your front door without seeing maybe someone has a nice car, maybe someone has a nice house, maybe someone um, is dressed provocatively and they... They look good. Maybe um, you turn on the TV and, my goodness, you're bombarded with 50 million things in in five seconds. Uh, You're going to be enticed, okay? So when we are enticed, that is when sin can be conceived. And when sin is conceived, it brings forth death when we accept and respond to those enticements, temptations.
0: Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
2: A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, A purpose and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page. Or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse.
0: Used to be, I'm free on TogiNet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be, I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones.
1: Alrighty, so. I was saying just before the break that when we are tempted, which is another word for enticed, <laughs> that is where the problem comes in. It's when we act upon that temptation, when we act upon that enticement. But we're going to be tempted. It's temptation is Everywhere, okay? And within your own strength and within your own power, you don't have the ability to resist every temptation that there is. Sorry, just ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen, okay? So let me give you some script reference for what I'm talking about. Since I don't have all the answers, and I get my strength and my hope and my healing from the word of God. That's what I have to pass on to you, okay. And so I'm looking at the book of James in the Bible and I'm reading from a King James version and it says, hold on to your horses. It says, then when lust has conceived, or should I say hath, H-A-T-H, hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is Finished bringeth forth death. Okay. I am fine with the King James Version. I understand it perfectly well. But let me read another version just for those who like um say that they can't hardly understand the King James Version. Um the NIV says then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And- Sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. That's it. That's it. If we act upon the temptation, if we are drawn and enticed, it's because of something that is already in us. It's that sinful nature that is already in us, that we're already a part of or is a part of us. Okay? And, um, That's where I'm going to tie the R. Kelly documentary back into this discussion, because last week, um, Chris and I watched some of that documentary, and I was actually on the fence about whether I was going to watch any of it or not. I just wasn't really sure I wanted to go there because I didn't expect it to, to offer any hope. And to be honest with you, it didn't offer any hope. It uh did a very good job of revealing the devastation that accompanies a sexually immoral lifestyle, okay, not just a sexually immoral lifestyle, but uh, a life without God, a life without without Christ. It did a very good job to me of portraying that, although that was not what the producer was attempting to do. Um, the documentary, um, the the things that we listened to, I found myself with mixed feelings. Um, I found myself feeling compassion at some points, um, and I found myself feeling frustrated at other times and even angry at other times. Why? Well, compassion, because I know what it's like to be victimized, truly victimized. And there's a difference between being a victim and and being a willing party and having something to do with your own abuse. I know what it's like to be a willing party and end up being abused because of my choices and my decisions, okay? A time when I rebelled against the Lord and thought that I could do it my way and do my own thing. And I made choices that caused me to be, to abuse myself, to abuse myself sexually, mentally, to allow me to be manipulated, okay? And then I also felt frustration because I felt like um, many of the women that were giving their stories even after what had happened to them, they were still not accepting responsibility for any of their own actions, I didn't get that feeling. I didn't get that picture that that they were were not saying, you know what, I'm telling my story today because I, I want to protect other young women or women or teenagers from doing the, you know, from from experiencing what I experienced I made bad choices I made bad decisions let me read to you what the um, the producer said her reason for this program um, this produ- this program was produced by let's see duh, 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 duh. surviving R Kelly is exactly is executive produced by culture critic, filmmaker, and passionate activist Dream Hampton, Tamara Simmons, Joel Carlsberg, and Jesse Daniels for Creative Inc. Oh, so, which has a production deal with the B-U-N-I-M, Bonham Murray Productions, BMP and Bree Miranda Bryant from Lifetime. So this aired on My Lifetime, okay? And it says the program falls under Lifetime's commitment to provide a platform to give women a voice where they have previously been unheard to bring awareness to the abuses and harassment of women. This is what their commitment, and their goal was, okay, to provide a platform for women to have a voice where they have previously been unheard to bring awareness to the abuses and harassment of women. I am all for giving people a voice to discuss their abuses, um, the traumas that they've experienced, because I think that's an important part of overcoming that trauma. I think it's a significant part of overcoming that trauma. But I also feel that honesty and accepting responsibility is a big part of that trauma in most cases. Um, Of course, when it comes to uh, children, when it comes to children, children are, are, cannot be held responsible for for being victimized. Children. I'm talking about children, okay? I'm not talking about 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, which is what a lot of these victims were, or women who c- considered themselves victims, were between the ages of 14 and up from what I listened to. And um, in some ways, they they may have been victims in other ways. They caused themselves to be victims, but in every way, every single person was a victim of sin. <laughs> the, the bigger culprit, the bigger culprit coming under, under the bondage of sin. What did I just read to you? When lust is conceived... It brings forth sin. Sin is rebellion against God. Every last one of them, the ex-wives, the teenagers who said that they were outside the courthouse and watching the trial. Now, now here, this, this man was on trial for pornography and some horrifically vulgar things with minors as we call them in the U.S., okay? He was on trial for that. Yet there were 14-year-olds and other ages outside that courthouse supporting him, waiting for an opportunity to see him, hoping to speak with him, who were mesmerized by his music um, while this trial is going on. The trial, he was charged with pornography involving a minor and lewd sex acts with a minor, a four, another 14-year-old. But yet you had 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, and so forth outside the courthouse still mesmerized by him, not wanting to believe anything bad about him, although his music get this, although his music was sexually charged in an immoral way, okay, not in the confines of a loving relationship, not in the confines of um, the beauty of sexual relations between a husband and a wife, not in romantic ways. His music was, it spoke of where he was at. It spoke of where he was. Okay. And I say that is why these young women were attracted to him because they already had lust issues within themselves. They were already struggling with lasciviousness within themselves. You know, we're not usually drawn to something that that is um, offensive to us. If if it's offensive to us, then we don't want to be a part of it. But there was a part of them that 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 liked his music were, were moved by his message. That's why they wouldn't believe anything bad about him, not knowing that what they were involved in was already bad. It was already dangerous, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is where the frustration comes in for me at is that they were victims of their own choices, Okay, some of them openly claimed that they loved his music. He was on top, so they thought that this would be an opportunity for them to get noticed so that they can be on top, if you will. They said that he when they met him that he almost immediately began to demand sexual acts and favors from them, and they just said that because he was R. Kelly, that that they just did it they just did it well that's not you being abused by him that's a person partaking in in his in his activities you're you're a, you're a partaker especially when you lie in many cases they said they lied to their parent to their mother to their friends they hid it and concealed that they were even going and um trying to meet with him. Okay, so don't tell me you didn't know that what you were doing was wrong or dangerous or after.
0: The tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these millions
2: of people are sexually abused each and every day not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences This show's host page, Amazon.com, and any major bookstore, overcoming sexual abuse.
0: Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is TokiNet Radio. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Tricia will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Start living inspired with Trisha Goyer Thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m. Central on TuggyNet.com
3: Thank God I am free I am free
0: Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be I'm Free on TuggyNet.com the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones.
1: My, how time flies. I don't know if I should say I'm having fun. <laughs> Right now, because this topic is not actually fun. When I finished the show last week, I was drained talking about some of this. So it's not actually fun, but I do take pleasure in offering hope and answers to people that are victims of sin, okay, whether by their own choices or whether because of someone else's actions. I do take pleasure in that um, one of the things that frustrates me is that when you watch a documentary like something like this, and the people don't give you any hope, the producers their their aim was not to give you any hope, also or any answers. Um, uh, going after R. Kelly to you know ruin him as a so-called artist um, that may you know, have some impact, but he was also a victim of sin. He was also victimized by sexual abuse, according to him. And so that is still going to only provide some measure, you know, a small measure of resolution to the problem. The only real answer to the problem is being born again as being delivered, being set free, and not having to be in bondage to sin anymore, okay? But back to where I was, because I'm going to run out of time, this other article here, written by The Guardian, this was dated January 7th, 2019, in which this person, um, ooh, I don't want to mess up this name, uh, Mokina, it looks like Mokina is the last name. She's writing about uh, the documentary and she says this one survivor uh, is remembering what it was like to work for the R&B star and to witness the abuse and manipulation he allegedly wrought on dozens of young women and girls. We went through a lot. We experienced a lot. We saw a lot. Um, and she says he destroyed a lot of people. I can't stress to you enough how people are still suffering behind things that went on 20 years ago. I believe that these people are still suffering from things that went on 20 years ago because sin destroys. It destroys. And it brings forth death. You know, if you are in sin, you are spiritually dead anyway. Anyway, but I know that in order to be free from it, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to come clean, you have to be honest. This person was saying how they were abused and manipulated, but I didn't hear hard I didn't hear not one of them saying I made bad choices. I snuck out. I lied to my mom. I lied to my friends. I hid the fact that I was going there because I wanted to be famous. And I was hoping that he can make me famous like him. I loved his sexually charged music because I had lust issues, because I was broken or because I had been abused or because I had been exposed to that when I was a girl or yada, yada, yada. I didn't hear any of the mothers. One mother was saying, that her daughter was going she found out through a friend that her daughter was going to see him and was living with him from the age of somewhere around 14 or 15 to like about 17 before the mom even knew and one of the daughter's friends ratted her out the the mom said she thought that she was just hanging out with her friends like normal teens do well mom that's a lot of cheating and conniving that that child daughter was doing and the mom didn't have a clue. It made me wonder what kind of relationship did you have with your daughter? You know, because when you're connected to people, you know, you will, even if you're not a born again believer, you will have a sense of things going wrong or suspicions about things at some point How could she hide almost two years of being gone and hanging out with this man, this full-grown man? I mean, so in my book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, I talk about a lot of these things. I talk about a lot of these things because in order to be free from these things, we have to get down to business. And we have to deal with the truth. The Bible says the truth will make us free. OK, and I do recommend this book, Overcoming Sexual Abuse, because the Lord gave it to me to share with others because he helped me to overcome the sexual abuse in my own life. It, it started with my father, my own father molested me and made me susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. OK, and then I had to battle for years. Even growing up in church, even getting you know saved at a young age, uh, accepting the Lord around fourteen or so, 13, 14 years old or so, I still had to battle even after getting married uh, the first time and um, even after breaking up my marriage breaking up, I had to battle because that's how strong sexual sin can be, how how much of a hold it can have on you uh, without the power of God to deliver. Okay, But I can tell you, I did get free. That's the hope what I want to share is that I got free, that there was hope. I didn't remain in that struggle. I didn't remain in that battle. I was able to overcome and the Lord gave me to write that process down. And share it with others what my what my deliverance looked like, okay? And so, in my book Overcoming Sexual Abuse, I um, wrote a couple of chapters here about chastity, being chased. Oh, you don't want to hear people don't talk about that much more anymore. There's, there was such a sexual revolution years back that. Nobody wants to be chased anymore. Men, women, nobody wants to be chased anymore. You know, even in the church, people aren't chaste anymore. Okay. They don't dress modestly. They don't carry themselves modestly. There's no limitations on women hanging out with men that they're not married to or men hanging out with women that they're not married to. They put themselves in situations where they can easily be enticed. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but I, I talk in... In the book about how chastity prevents great pain and suffering, each and every person in that documentary that was giving their story were guilty of living unchaste lives. I'm not throwing stones. I'm just saying I've been there. When I tried to step out and do my own thing, I faced the same kind of consequences that they felt. I Felt ashamed. I felt used and abused, but I had to accept the reality that I put myself in a position—not with my father, not with my father—but once I was grown and was making bad decisions, I put myself in a position to be used and abused. Okay. Um, millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rapists, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. I can assure you that if you want to make it big and you're looking at someone like R. Kelly, the image that he portrays and the person that he sings about, uh, he's all over the place. You're going to get what he got. You're gonna reap what he's reaping. Do you think that his life is good right about now because of the choices that he's made? He's he's facing criminal uh, investigations, prosecution if possible. Again, um, I can assure you he's not content. I can assure you he's not happy. He you look, look at his pictures and he looks demonized. He looks dark. <laughs> He doesn't look successful to me. I mean, what what is the definition of successful? My goodness. So, being chaste prevents great pain and suffering. Living a chaste life it's a valuable thing to God. But again, if we rebel against the ways of God and the plans of God and what he says is good, then these are the consequences that people will face. Some of them were talking about, um, uh, excuse me, having babies by him and they were in the hospital all alone. He was nowhere around being abandoned. Um, I believe one lady was talking about uh, contracting some sort of a disease. Uh, I can't remember if it was STD or some sort of a disease disease. Because of her involvement, I mean, the agony went on and on and on. A 14-year-old girl was a student and she was in sports and she was active and involved in school and everything. Then she ends up in a porn video with him that goes all over the place. This was before things went viral. This was back in the days of, uh, um, were those, uh, what kind of tapes were those? or I forget what kind of tape it was, but this was back in those days. And then this little 14-year-old ends up in a porno video of his that goes all over the U.S. or probably even further. You know, you think that that didn't cause some shame to her family? The answer, people, is being anchored. Having an anchor in Christ.